Hello, everyone, and welcome to Quarter Life Crazy. This is season two, episode four, and I have the amazing Kevin. Kevin, pronounce your last name for me. Bruins. Bruins. Kevin Bruins with me. <laughs> Kevin, tell me a little bit about yourself like a Tinder profile. Um, I'm Kevin. I'm 28 years old. I'm from Rotterdam in the Netherlands. I'm on a mission to become the toughest man on the planet and I'm about to lose my podcast virginity. (laughs) I love that. I'm so glad that I'm taking it from you, Kevin. (laughs) This is my goal, podcast virginities all the way. So I've got Kevin on the podcast today because I met Kevin a couple in March. Corona just cricked off. We were in Bali. We were staying in the same guest house. And every day I would notice Kevin doing these crazy workouts, eating this super healthy food. You'd kind of look out your window and you'd see him running around the garden or doing sit-ups or some kind of activity. And I was like, damn, that guy, like, he's super intense. He really works hard. Um, and I was like, does he, does he ever take a break? Um, but you tell me, tell me what's happened this year. Why are we all so proud of you? What have you accomplished this year? What's, what's gone on? So, I think that you're pointing to the 4x4x48 challenge, right? Yes, I am. Explain, what is the 4x4x48 challenge? Okay, so it's about, uh, it's a challenge from the actual toughest man on the planet, uh, David Goggins. And it means run uh, run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. Jesus. And I did it a little bit different because I wanted to do two marathons in the 48 hours. So I'd run seven kilometers every four hours. And that kind of started to challenge myself on a mental perspective. And within a week, like it took a whole other other way. We collected a lot of money. (laughs) I know, right? So you started doing this challenge for your own kind of mental clarity. So can you explain that a bit more? Like, why did you do it? What was the mental clarity that you needed to sort out? Um, you can go as personal as you want but don't don't feel like obliged no 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 well for me I sold my house two years uh, uh, yeah two years ago in October 2018 because I was suffering from anxiety and suicidal thoughts and they were and I saw they were getting stronger and intense so I said like I'm going to sell my house I'm going to travel the world because I mean traveling the world is going to solve all my problems (laughs) Like we all think. Yeah. I just travel the world, I'll run away and it'll be fine. Great. <laughs> and the first two months were amazing. Like it was an experience, but then it took another turn. Like, you know, I, I like to say, I wrote uh, some the other day, you can, you can be a really good runner, but if you're going to run away from the person living upstairs, that motherfucker is going to catch up with you. Like he's going to bring you down. <laughs> I love that. That's such a good little quote right there. <laughs> and, and at some point it was, Two years ago, I was just, I see it now as I was sick of taking responsibility of my life. I I was thinking in ways to, I want to check out here. I'm over it. I'm, it's done. Like I was always chasing a career in the Netherlands and now I did the other way. I was traveling and in both situations, I felt shitty. So this is my way out. Like I'm, I'm over it. And but these, these are the two extreme ways. Yeah. On the other hand, I was working 100 hours a week in the Netherlands. And on the other hand, I was traveling full time without like no, not having a goal 
What, what, not direction, gonna wa- no stability, none of that kind of like direction. Which... N- not a goal to wake up to. What I'm going to do today? Well, I can wake up at 8, I can do it 10, 12. And this is, I started to slip away. Some days I didn't get out of bed anymore. Like I was like, what's the point? Uh, yeah, the sun's shining. Well, great. I don't care. Yeah. So you've gotten to um, a low point. Um, how low did it get? <laughs> but don't worry, we don't understand. So the lowest point was definitely like 20, 21st of December, 2018. Mm-hmm. Then I, I drove to Dreamland Beach and I was like, this is going to be my last sunset. Like, I'm going to go down here and, and no one will find me out. I'm not bothering anyone with it. And that was my, my, my lowest point. And then I went, but I couldn't do it. So then I was like... Phew. Thank God. Yeah. I just said this to you before. I'm like, I'm so glad that you didn't do it. We're so happy to have you here. Yeah, I know. And and that was was also what I what I realized. Like, you know me. You said it like I'm quite intense. I have a I have an extraordinary amount of energy. And and I know this of myself. So I needed to find a way, like, how am I gonna channel this? Like how I'm gonna use it. Like some people are so focused on changing themselves, but if you just start to look inside yourself, like why am I doing what I'm doing? And I realized like, so I went back to my childhood and I don't want to get too back too deep into this. But I started to notice triggers and why I do what I'm doing. Oh, I lost myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so it's so interesting to, to hear what you're saying because um, I kind of say the quarter life crisis is a basically where you just have like a mental breakdown. It's the time when you sort out all your shit. It's all your trauma. It's all the things that you need to heal. Um, and it just gets into a catalyst and it kind of explodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know for you, you're getting the suicidal thoughts, you're feeling depression. For me, I was just like going out, getting fucked up all the time. Loads of drugs, loads of alcohol, loads of sex. I was like distracting. Um, but it's interesting how different people go through different things. Um, at the same time so you've obviously for me my outlet is creativity like I want to write I want to do podcasts but for you it's like these amazing goals and these challenges and you're achieving so much so so how have you gotten here then from that moment how are you here doing why what got you to start doing these challenges I think it comes from my dad he's a really tough alpha male dad and and I worked 10 years in road construction so I always had this urge to prove myself show I'm tough I'm hard and so I started to study like these men that I that I resonated with right so one of my inspirations is like David Coggins he's an ex-navy seal does all these crazy challenges another one is Andy Frazella and he got stabbed in the face and he almost died and they have these really intense stories and when I went, uh, I listened to their stories, there was so much shit happening also when they were younger or whatever. So this was their kind of cure for themselves. Like, okay, I need to achieve something. So I was in the Netherlands and I had like 100 hour per week work weeks and also partying, dr- drinking. It, it was like all the fun all, stuff. All fun stuff. <laughs> And then I had like the traveling and this were, were the two extremes. And then I started looking into myself, like, what do I need? Like, I know I like to har- work hard. And one of my inspirations, uh, her name is Nancy. I learned from her through the um, coaching program of Tim Grover. Yeah. That was the trainer, this trainer of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. So these are also like the high achievers and the high performers. And she told me this line, uh, self-discipline is the highest form of self-love. When I heard it, I was like, 
that's so deep. Like yeah. I know, I call myself, I have two voices in my head, the boss voice and the bitch voice. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> just, I mean whatever works for you, but for me I'm like, oh my god, that's so like, that's so mean. No, but it, but it is. So so it, it, there's a theory behind it, right? So my the boss voice for me is like there are all our dreams, there are all our desires, everything that we want to do, like eat the healthy food, uh maybe work out or whatever it is for you, right? And then the bitch voice wants to be like comfortable and it's also there's fear of judgment. What are others going to think? What if I'm not going to accomplish it? And these are always in, 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 a, in a war with each other, right? Do you see them as two versions of you or just two different voices? I think two different voices because I, I think I think we all have them, right? We want to have a hamburger today, but we know for the long term we should eat salads and whatsoever, right? Yeah. So you always want to find this healthy balance. I think that we all struggle with this, right? Yeah. So for me, when I started to recognize like with this crazy amount of energy that I have, I can go left or right. Like, or it's it's at Friday night to think, well, I'm going to drink a beer and I wake up Sunday evening like, what the hell, what the hell happened this weekend? <laughs> I know that feeling. God, you go out at like 4pm and you get back on Monday morning at 8 and you're like, oh, right, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then I got this really, I, I, at this point, I couldn't stand anymore who was watching back in the mirror because my boss voice was telling me like, Kevin, stay home. You know, if you do this excessive drinking and it's going out and, and you just hate yourself for it when you wake up. So because these, they're quite intense all in my both voices, I started to realize like, okay, what I'm going to, how I'm going to use them for my purpose. Yes. And then I started to doing these these challenges and most of the people there say like, oh yeah, well, I read about a diet or, or some workout. I'm going to try it a week and see if it works for me. And I said to myself, like in February, something happened that uh, to someone who's really dear to me. She means the world to me. And then I was like, okay, this is my wake up call. I need to go to war with myself this year. Like everything has to go. And I just need to try it for a year. Like if I go so intense, so hard against my bitch voice, then see what's going to happen. And so I live a very uncomfortable life. Like every day I wake up at like 4.30 and I start writing and I start thinking. And at 6 a.m. I, I go for a 10 kilometer run. But when I go to bed at these days, I know like, and even though still I, I lose sometimes, but I go to bed and I'm like, you tough son of a bitch, you did it again. I'm proud of you. <laughs> and for me, that 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 started to click. Like, I really need this to calm my mind. Like, and even though sometimes I'm in bed and I'm like, well, you did your best, but you hadn't had a good day. Like, but but you tried. Yeah. And that was a thing for me. Like, the running away part got so destroying that. Yeah, when I looked in the mirror, I, I couldn't stand myself anymore. And that's like the worst part that it can happen to a person, right? Yeah, for sure. It's really interesting that you're saying like how you're running away mentally, but now you physically run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Do you not see like, because some people would maybe say that the, con the, the intensity of the exercise and stuff and the battle between the boss and the bitch self, could, that could be seen as a bit of like, is it not a bit of negative self-abuse or isn't the goal, I mean, this is each to their own, but isn't the goal more about loving all of your sides of yourself and having a relationship with all parts of them and accepting them rather than this internal battle? 
it's, it's a good question. It, it's not really that it's an internal battle. Like I've I've tried a lot. Like uh, the thing to explain it the best. Like I tried also the self affirmations and like reading about self love, but to me, self self talk without work. They're just lies to me. That's a very good point. Yeah. Super true. It's like, yeah, you can be as hippie and spiritual as you want, but if you're not actually following the practices, not even the practices, but if you're not practicing or learning or growing or or putting it into physical reality context, then it's just a load of waffle. Yeah. Because, and that's, that's maybe the, the, the part, what I, the, the bitch point sounds negative, but we all have this inner, inner conflict, yeah. right? So I just named them to make it easier. Yeah. But if you go to this, say for the boss voice and the bitch voice, and now you're standing in front of the mirror and like, oh, you're doing amazing, you're doing good, and you don't have money or, or you're, you, you're still in a bad place, your boss voice is going to be, be like, well, nice try, you're, you're, you're full of shit, I, I, I know this. And, and for me, this became this point of like, okay, I, I understand that people see that I'm running away from it. Like now I'm, I'm not running away mentally anymore. I'm doing it physically. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, for me, like if I, if I go to this run, like for now, for example, I run, I said to myself, I'm going to run 750 kilometers in 75 days. And what I learned from that, I'm now at day 40, is, uh, something like this. There were days, like, it was the last couple of days, it was pissing down rain, right? Yeah. And I went out and I was like, are you shitting me? I, I don't want to go out in the rain. Mm. And, but when I do it, like, I step out and I feel the cold rain. I'm like, oh, I hate this. And then if you start to shift your, your mind, and I started laughing, I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I was... Running. I love the rain. I love going for walks. Yeah, yeah, right. Like a run. Yeah. So I was running through uh, through the streets and the streets were flooding. There were like 20, 30 centimeters of water. And I was running through it and all these local people at 6 a.m. They were like standing on the roofs and they were yelling and cheering. And, like, hey. yeah. and, and for me, it was like, you see, like, of course, we all have days that we don't want to get out of bed or we feel like everyone, uh, the world is against us. But if you, if you have the perse- perseverance to push through and say like, oh man, I feel like I'm going to lose this day, but I'm going to try it at least, then you're already further away. If it, if it makes, doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like, you've got to, like you're saying with the discipline, you've got to keep the discipline to keep going. It's easier to give up. It's great to be all enthusiastic about something at the beginning. Um, but when the hard work really starts going in, the kind of the hype and the energy of, yeah, I'm going to start something new where stuff, it's the resilience and the persistence that carries on. Okay, so just talk a little bit more. Um, So let's go back to the 4448 challenge. So you were going to, did you have a route planned? Were you doing it around Bali? Like, how did you figure why you were going to run or did you just run around locally? I did. uh, I went out my, uh, the place where I was living and then there's like this uh, run through the rice fields where there's no cars. Yeah. And because you run like 8 p.m. and midnight, 4 a.m. So I was like, I don't want to have cars around me. Yeah. So I was just close to my villa. And uh, there was, was yeah, uh, this was where, where I did my run. And then I get as soon as possible as, uh, at home, take a shower. And this, <laughs> this is where... God, I, you must have been like sweaty. My God, did you have blisters on your feet and everything? Oh, Bliss is uh, as big as chickpeas. Like, oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> I love 
to hate all that stuff. Um, but yeah, sweating. Um, and she's like, how, what did you do about sleep? Oh, it was terrible. Like what, I decided for before my birthday to say like, okay, I don't feel that I earn it to feel right to celebrate because a lot of people were suffering. Mm. And then within four weeks, I said, okay, I'm going to run this on, on mental toughness. And I lost a question now. <laughs> um, it was how did you deal with the sleep? Oh, there you see. And then when, when I was in practice, I run at 8 p.m. And then I did like between 35 and 45 minutes. And then I stopped sweating. And then at 9, 9.15, I took a shower and I go to bed. But because of the endorphins, I couldn't sleep. Oh, God, yeah. So then it was like 10, 30, 11. And then I realized like within an hour and a half, I need to get up. Like, this is going to be tough. Oh, <laughs> So yeah. I think in total, I run like seven hours and 15, 50 minutes for the two marathons. And I only slept like six in this 48 hours. Oh, wow. Six hours and 48 hours. Oh, God, that's intense. Um, so you did this for charity. What was the charity? How many families did it help? And how much money did you raise? So uh, I partnered up with Rescue 2000. Yeah. And they started in, uh, when Corona hit, they were like, well, you know what? This was kind of my dream. Um, and so there are also like 93% of all the money goes to the people and the rest they invest in like making contacts and partnering up with local people. And uh, at the end, we had close to 4,000 euros. It was like enough to feed 200 families of four for a whole month. So it's like 800 people. 200 families of four. Oh my God, Kevin, that's so good. But I think it's like, isn't it? Because um, I know a lot of families back where we live, back in Europe, that kind of, well, now Europe and England because we're out, um, unfortunately. But um, a lot of families are struggling and a lot of kids have gone below the breadline um, and there's a lot of stuff going on, but at least they kind of have the government there. Like you'll never, like children are always going to have a home maybe it's not with the families but it's with like foster or orphanage those kind of things whilst in Bali like families they don't get the government support do they so now the tourism is hit can you explain a little bit more what's happening with that well that's the thing I also when when a couple of radio stations interviewed me a lot of uh, people also were like shitting on me like why don't you do it for the Netherlands we also have problems blah 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 uh, no, not you're the not. Same problems, no. Mate. no, because this was, we went to first food drop, we went to an orphanage. There were children who has like, uh, uh, disabilities. So like Down syndrome, blind, deaf. And here in the Netherlands, we have like all these things. And I think uh, most parts in Europe, like if you have one of these disabilities, then we take care of you. We have like special care. Hang on, it's the Netherlands, not in Europe. What? It's the Netherlands in Europe. Yeah. Okay, sorry. No, I just got really confused because you were like in Europe and the Netherlands. I was like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I talked I about... So I mean, about like, it's in the Netherlands and I think more in Europe, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You've got the systems in place to protect um, the children or to pro protect the vulnerable a bit better. Yeah. yeah. And here it is like, if you're not making money, you're a liability. You just have to go. Yeah. And they put these children in this orphanage because, well... Or you need a lot of time and we don't have this time to take care of you. And you're not making money in the rice field. So I'm sorry, but you need to leave. Yeah. And what they did is like the government doesn't support it good uh, uh, supporters as well. And they sell like T-shirts or soap bars or these things that these children make. And 
they sell them to tourists. But yeah, well, no tourism, nothing to sell, no money. And, and I don't know, that's just a crazy experience for me. It must have been super tough. Was it like when you went to visit these families um, to give them the, the, like, to give them the, what did you get? You get the food, right? The food for the supplies. Yeah. Um, was there a really poignant person you met? Like, was there a moment that really made you, like, hit your heart really hard? Oh, Severus, yeah. Uh, I think that's a good question. <laughs> One lady was that was really intense. She was laying in bed for like seven years, and she did, she isn't uh, registered in the, uh, as a human, so she doesn't get support from the government. Like she doesn't exist. And then it's it's uh, a tradition that if you have a daughter, like they go with uh, the husband. Mm. So she had like one or two daughters and they left to Jakarta or whatever. Mm. And her husband died like eight years ago. And then there was no one to take care of and she got sick and they put her in a bed. And then the neighbor of this old lady took care of her. So she emptied the room and she was already laying in bed for like seven years. And then we brought food to this lady and uh, and. They were like, yeah, you just want to walk in. And I walked in. I was like, and I turned right right around. Like, this was so intense to think like laying in bed for seven years, just being blessed. That love and support. Oh, Oh, God. Yeah, that gives me goosebumps. God, yeah, Jesus. So that's, oh, my God. Okay, great. That's lovely. So you made, you got 4,000 euros from doing this challenge. And I remember watching, so I knew it was coming up, but I didn't really know what the challenge was. I've never known idea about all this stuff. Um, But then I remember all all your videos that you're posting on Instagram. I was seeing that it was getting a lot of attention and from loads of media back home. I'll get you to talk more about that lately. But you did this amazing video of you running and running through the street. And it was such a beautiful video. And it was all about you being like, I want to give up. And this, I know a lot of you have felt this way in 2020. Um, so with that video, what was the hardest bit? Not of the video, but of the race. Ooh, there were a couple of things. Like, first of all, like the sleep at the end, I, I remember like I was so sleep deprived and my knees were hurting so much. And I was running, I was thinking like, I'm running so slow. I, it feels like I'm going to get passed by to a couple of snails. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I need to sleep. <laughs> well, I had some weird, weird thoughts, like, because I, I remember the last run when I was going home, I was running with my hands, both my hands, like, let's bring this motherfucking people. And we're like, What's going on? What's <laughs> happening? Yeah, because it must be such a hyped experience for you, but everyone else, you're just a guy that's running. So yeah. I'm like, what? Why are you so bothered? Um, okay, so the sleep, what else was it? And I wasn't able to eat, so I lived on Snickers and like protein bars and just coconut water and electrolytes oh. because uh, I remember like to run six or seven, I had a meal and uh, food digestion is a super intense oh, energy gosh. draining uh Thing, uh, thing to do so I, I I ate and then I fell asleep and then I woke up and it was like they it, it felt like they poured concrete in my legs like I was like what's going on here and it it was really tough so I wasn't able to eat but I also got cramps because like I I, I burned so much calorie, calories in the, in the 48 hours so uh, the cramp and and like that was a really tough part at the last couple of rounds and like getting in those shoes like the last 
the last two rounds with these big blisters. I was like, oh my God, it took me like 10 minutes. Oh God. What am I doing here? And <laughs> we're just like, okay, four hours. Come on, get, uh, keep going. Get, keep doing it. And okay, so what stopped you from giving up? A couple of things. Like, first of all, uh, um, a person that's very dear to me that did something. She, she tried to commit suicide. And... I want to be like, I feel like I want to be some kind of a coach for her. Yeah. To see like... Influence, right? Yeah, an influence because she went to some psychiatrists and, and stuff. And, and even though there was like really professional help, I saw her going, feeling less happier and like medicines and whatsoever. So I wanted to find a way, like this is my big why, like everything I do on a crazy amount of high intense energy, yeah. I do it for her. Yeah. You know, like there's so much more power in your mind than than you think you are. Like, and and I try to talk a lot about uh, about it with her. So she was my n- n- number one reason, and also That's so beautiful. Kevin. Thank you. That's so lovely. And it was also like for the for the local people, I got so hyped up because I I, I remember that. I went out one night and I gave a, a Gojek driver. I, I got some. I got hungry at night and I ordered some food. And I was like, you know what? I spent so much money on on alcohol. I give him ninety five k tip, and then he texted me in the chat of Gojek and he's like, "Oh my god, thank you so much, sir. God bless you. I can finally buy some milk for my son." And this hit me so hard. I'm like, "What? You're not even able to buy milk for your son? Like what?" Yeah. So this was also like Kevin. It's off the table. I don't care there's if you got no a crawl. <laughs> like there's people suffering ten times more for you. It's just just forty uh, forty eight hours. Just keep going. Like keep running. And and this was kind of also one of my biggest things that ignites my fire. Like there's worse things in the world. Yeah, that's good. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um. Okay. So tell me about the moment that you finished how did you feel what happened i was crazy like i i came home and i think i made a, an instagram video on i never looked back to it because it's i'm still a little bit embarrassed about it <laughs> <laughs> it's a great video you could see how happy how excited you were you just were full of all these endorphins and it was just like you could, it was just like you'd saved the world or something. You were like, yeah, I've done it. I can't believe it. But I can imagine like when you do something like that, the amount of rush that you get at the end because you've completed something that's so difficult. And that's also like most of the times we underestimate how strong we actually are. Yeah. Like coming back maybe to the bitch and the boss voice, like, you try to cheat yourself in a way like, I, I never can do this. And then when you overcome it, you're like, Wow. That's fucking amazing. I did it. I smashed it. (laughs) (laughs) And and then uh, it was like, I finished at like 4.30 and then my best friend called me and then we talked for like 90 minutes and I I think I started crying and then it was, uh, we had a great conversation and then I ordered like two hamburgers and two batches of fries (laughs) and a beer and I was like, this is awesome. Like watching the sunset and also being really present of like wow, you, you did it, and it's taking it's the win and celebrating. Yeah. We've got to do it all the time. Oh well, yeah. God, did you not vomit? I would have vomited <laughs> if I would have eaten all that food, and then after a while, I would have been like that. And um, that's so good. Okay, so going to the online attention, and um, what happened with that? So you got a bit of publicity, so, didn't you? Yeah, it, it started like I said, like for, for before my birthday. I wanna. 
I want to achieve the right to celebrate my birthday. And then I was like, you know what? I put 100 euros on myself and I give it to charity. And then 24 hours later, I like, I'm going to ask friends and family to, instead of give me a present, put us some money and, and a GoFundMe. And then it had like, I had like 200 euros without my own money uh, within 24 hours. So I wrote uh, uh, an email to a local radio station in Rotterdam. I was like, they're never going to watch yeah. even it. So I did a headline like, do you want some positive news around Corona? <laughs> and then within 24 hours, they were like, Kevin, you need to come on air. Like, we want to uh, introduce you to the people. And then we made it like a two or three episodes thing. Like, how's the preparation going and whatsoever. And it, I learned it. I learned two lessons from it. Like, there were people like texting me, like, you inspire me. Your heart is in a great place. Like, this is amazing. And it gets you on this high, right? Like, wow, I never saw myself this in a kind of a way. But then there was also people that were shitting on me, what I said, like, oh, we have also problems in the Netherlands. You should do this and this and this. And like, he's going to end up in a wheelchair. Why? Uh, what a stupid uh, uh, thing to do. Why do people do that? It's just because they're so unhappy with themselves. They well, that's the thing. That negativity. I, I, I got really deep into it and I was like, you just spent something even more precious than money on shitting on me and you just wasted time to put out a negativity. Oh my God, Kevin, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. Can you repeat that? So they wasted. <laughs> I caught you on the spot now. <laughs> I'm like, oh my. You've wasted. You've wasted something more precious than money and you wasted time. On negativity. So now you feel shit. You may, you try to make me feel shit. And what does it say about your perspective on life? Like, I feel sorry for you. That's the best quote for anyone getting <laughs> trolled. Anyone getting all this shit on social media. It's literally like, you've just wasted your time. That is more valuable than what you're trying to attack me on. Boom. Yeah. You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So good. Um. Okay, so you, you learned that you had some really great positive feedback. Then there was obviously these people that were trying to spread negativity. Um, but did that kind of snowball then? Did it get more and more attention? Yeah, because then another radio, uh, another news station in the Netherlands, one of the biggest, they, they texted me when I was running it. And they were like, should we make a live kind of a thing of, of it? And then I was just between runs. I was replying to DMs and emails and people. And, and this is how it actually blew up. And so many people donated money. And I, I, uh, I interacted with each and every one of them. And I still there, I'm, I'm not a big influencer. I have, I have a couple of hundred followers, but there's still, I think, 20 people from the challenge. They're texting me every now and then saying, hi, saying you Kevin, you motivate me. You inspire me. I, I remember one lady, uh, uh, she texted me once. She's like, I, I, I know it's not impressive to you, but I always had like a ceiling of running five kilometers. And because of you, I decided to, uh, I'm going to run a 10 kilometer marathon. And then I also realized like, do you just see what you said? Like, oh, it's probably not impressive to you. It's not what, what it's to me. It's what it you just, to you. Yeah. you just doubled your own goal and you made it like, this is amazing. Did you do it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, so and that's a, a, that's a really cool for a for part for me. Like I want to. Maybe if, if people are starting getting into this podcast, like this guy's crazy, but I want to make people aware of like, there's so much more power within you than you yeah, realize. Yeah, for 
for sure 100% you've got so much power and you have the ability if you just set your mind to it and you can do it in so many different ways as well it doesn't have to be the way that society has told you to do it or the route to do it you can do it in many different ways yeah that's it like what what's your definition of success success right yeah. some people it's money or build a business and for some people it's like what you said creativity find find your way of success and and kick ass in it like don't care about what people say right yeah fucking right off right? and <laughs> um, so why did you why did you come to bali uh, well, I got kicked out of Australia because uh, they cancelled my sponsorship at the last minute. <laughs> there we go. That's good enough. Answer. See, to me. I was in Sydney and then my visa didn't go through. So I was like, well, oh, got no other option. Yeah, yeah, well, so then I came here and I was like, oh my God, nothing happened. Like when I was here in 2018, I hated it. And now I hate it with too many tourists. And then I got this phone call uh, of uh, um, a person that's very dear to me that did something. She She tried to commit suicide. And then I was like, okay, this is my cue. Like, I'm going to war with myself. Okay, I need to find a way, like, sort my shit out, stay in Bali. And then Corona happened. And I was like, first of all, two years ago, I blinked it on the tourists. And I lived in, like, 10 different countries. All those countries. Russians on those yeah, like, <laughs> I, 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 I was like, I, the last two years, I lived in 10 different cities. And every time, like, a couple of months, I was like, this is a shit town. The people are shit, da, 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 da. But it was me in a shitty yes. mindset. And I was like, I can keep trying to run away from place to place, but it's not going to benefit me. So then I decided like, okay, the people are, the tourists are gone. You can not blame anyone else. <laughs> You're going to war with yourself. <laughs> and then it became You're like... You're going to love with yourself. Yeah. Not love with yourself. You're going no, to love okay, with yeah, yourself. Yeah. I'm going to search for for my uh, for my happiness inside myself. Let's say like yeah, you're going to find yourself, get back to yourself. I totally agree. And um, okay, why does setting difficult goals work for you? I I mean, you kind of answered this when you're talking about how like you're trying to take the best of your qualities and use them in a positive way. Right? Yeah, I, I like to go back to the end of my life. And say like, okay, what's going to happen if I'm going to be, It's my if my time has come, right? Whenever it might be, do I'm going to look back and say like, Kevin, you did everything you could yes. to get the best out of your life. And there were some situations like what I said before, chasing a career, but it was always looking for the next thing. I wanted to have more money, more this, more this. And it was a really unfulfilling way of living. And for me, this is getting really uncomfortable. Makes me feel comfortable in a kind of way. So, yeah. and I think it comes from my from my uh, childhood as well. Of I always had the feeling that I needed to fight for my attention. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm a really competitive guy. It doesn't matter if we're going to play a board game or football, <laughs> or if we're going to do a group class in uh, a group class in 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 uh, in fitness. I'm looking around me like, I want to be the best motherfucker here. And if I'm not now, I'm going to try tomorrow again. Like, that's, that's, I don't know. That's, that's just something that I am. And I also, it, it makes me feel. Do you think that's um, a, a toxic masculinity thing or just a Kevin? Because it, it's not, it's not necessarily bad. I think in society, sometimes we say like, it's bad to be competitive. And there's a lot of negativity with it now, but sometimes it's actually what pushes you and drives you to do better, right? Yeah, because, yeah, I, I think the, the best thing what I said is like going back to my life and say like, did I do everything? Uh, 
in, to get the best Kevin out of it. Like if I'm coming, David Goggins has a, has a really beautiful uh, analogy for, for this. He's like, um, when I'm going to die and there's God or whatever, and there's this chalkboard and he's like uh, toughest man on the planet and uh, run several ultra marathons and does all this incredible stuff. But David Goggins was a guy who was like 300 pounds overweight and whatsoever. And then David Goggins says to the man, like, that's not me. No, this could have been you. And then he would be like, I've wasted an entire all life. All the time. And, and this is, that hit me home so hard. Like from a very young age, I was competitive. And what if, if there's something like this, right? How shitty would it be? Like you had eight years and you're like, you didn't get everything out of life. That would be like, that would be my kind of hell. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree. I've always said that. I've always been like, I don't want to, I want to get to the end of my life and go, oh, I fucking did it well. Yeah. I did it the best I could. I had so much fun. Like I did everything that I could have done. And I read this quote recently and it was um, saying something like, you have until your last breath to do everything you've ever wanted to do. And I was like, oh my God, that's so true. Like it's so true. I love that. Yeah, looking back, if you have to make a decision, if you have to um, set your goals, it's kind of like, what, at the end of your life, do you want to go, yeah, I did it. I did it. I smashed it. Like, wow. And okay, so we'll, uh, this last question before our three questions, um, five questions. What advice can you give to someone struggling in 2021? My, uh, my number one rule is do that sucks do one thing that sucks every day and it can be a workout or step out of your comfort zone to talk to a boy or girl or whatever, right? And if you do this, and I'm still, there's lots of room of improvement, but if you do this, there, sometimes the most things that you, that you say like, oh, I don't want to do this. I hate this to do this. It, it makes something, re it can really shift your day and something really beautiful can happen. You do something that's scary. Yeah, do it's something that's scary or yeah, yeah, or hard. Yeah. And and then, like I said, it doesn't have to be like, oh, you need to run as me seven hundred fifty kilometers in in a uh, in seventy five days. But do something if you if you hear this voice in your head. Can't right? even run five meters, Kevin. I'm like, oh, <laughs> five meters, <I'm> like, oh. <laughs> but yeah. But if you if you hear this voice in your head, like, ah, oh, I don't want to do this, or no, what are they going to think about it? Do it and see what's going to happen, right? And it's going to be like playing a game with your own mind, with your own life. Like sometimes really cool things happen uh, about that. So that's that's probably my advice. And to be honest, the quote that, that I would recommend you is like, if you don't own your life story, the story will own you. And what I just shared with oh you. Oh my God, <laughs> who said that? I don't know. I don't know who it actually is. Yeah, like, that's such a good yeah. quote. For me, like this, uh, this telling the story, uh, it's it's for the first time that I that I open up for it, but it took away the last the, the 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 best of me for the last two years because I felt so I don't want to show vulnerability. They, this was probably my toxic masculinity, right? I wanted to look tough and hard and strong, and then people we have this this gut feeling, right? And we're like, yeah, well, he's talking, but there's still something that is full it's, of shit. Yeah. <laughs> there's still a bit of um, a jump there's a there's a there's a juxtaposition or something or i'm saying that wrong but it's like yeah when you were talking to you it's like you were setting all these goals but there was still something that was just a little bit missing of your motivation or why you were doing it but now that makes yeah now it makes total sense and and when i decided like 
yeah, I, I, I've been through a lot of struggles. I had a shitty time. If I look back, I, it was a, I had a really weak mindset that I, I, I didn't want to take responsibility for my own life anymore, but it's who I am. I cannot change it. And, and yeah, we feel it. So open up. If you're struggling with something, say it to your friend or, or, or whatever, because we all struggle. We're so addicted of this idea. Like one of my biggest things lately is like people are pointing out to me like, you should watch the social dilemma. Like it's fucking up society. No, we're fucking up society. Like we only show our good sides. We are so addictive to this, to this feeling of, of, oh, we're doing good. Oh, we're doing good. And, but we know like struggle comes with life so embrace it the, the the thing you're you're most insecure about is what makes you super unique and can inspire someone else so embrace it you know oh my God. heaven <laughs> i can't i'm like i'm trying to like i'm so glad that this is on audio and i can listen back to this otherwise i'd have my notebook and i'd be like this quote this quote this quote <laughs> but that's so good um kevin i'm gonna ask you some free fire questions but first i just want to end the the big chunk of it by saying thank you so much for sharing i really love talking to you and like you really motivate me. Like, it was so funny because when we were in lockdown and in Bali, at one point you couldn't leave the um, house because it was Nepi, right? Was it Nepi? It was Holy Festival. Yeah. Um, and every, everyone was like, what are we going to do for these couple of days? We're stuck inside. And everyone started saying we're doing a Kevin. And so they all set their own goals for the day and started to achieve them. So you've definitely inspired me. And oh my God, like, like when I watched that video, I'm going to post it on my Instagram story for the listeners, but it's like um, this video of you running and doing the challenge and the one that Jacob filmed, I just cried because I was like, oh my God, you can see how much passion and drive and motivation you've got. And it was just so beautiful. So thank you so much for opening up and sharing. I love you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Like it was a cool experience. <laughs> yeah, but ready? We're not, we're not oh, finished yeah. yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Three random fire questions. Okay, you ready? Yeah. What is your 2021 goal? Get my business really on my feet. Yeah. What's your business? Uh, I have a, like a storytelling market, online marketing agency Amazing. for coaches. So I help them to also get like this emotional connection with your audience. Um, so that's one of my goals because I want to be more, it was still a messy. That's, that's one of my goals. Mm -hmm. And I want to run hundred kilometer under 10 hours here in Bali, but I need to figure out how I'm going to do this. Oh, fuck. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Be careful. <laughs> but you're going to do it? I'm sure you can. You already have. Okay, second question. What on earth is that on your lip? What? What is that on your lip? Guys, <laughs> <laughs> for the listeners, Kevin has walked in today and he's got this weird moustache tash thing going on that I've been looking at going, what is on his face? What is that? <laughs> Are you doing November? It's December. Right now. I just saw it as a joke and I was like, <laughs> I love that you say it. Like I, I started as a joke to get rid of my, my beard because I needed to fix it. And then I, I left the moustache and then I looked in the mirror and I started laughing so hard. I was like, this is funny. I'm going to leave it at least 24 hours. And every time I looked in the mirror, I started laughing at myself. And I, and I saw a really powerful thing in it because if you see yourself and you start laughing like, that's the most uh, most great thing that you can do. Like, oh, I'm happy. So this is why it's still there. It's going to move someday. But... <laughs> oh my God, I love that. That's such a great answer. If 
what you mean and be like, oh, I just forgot to shave. But no, that's so good. If it brings you happiness and joy, it's brought me in happiness and joy. I'm laughing right now. So <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, what is, um, last question, what are you truly grateful at the moment for? It's a good question. Well, being in Bali, but I think the most grateful is like that I really uh, connected with my family in a kind of way. Like I said, it was a complicated childhood, but we made it, we turned our greatest weakness into our greatest strength. And if I talk to my parents now, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Like we, we still are growing as a family. So I think that's where I'm most grateful for uh, today. Oh, wow. Honestly, Kevin, like hands on my heart. This has probably been the fav- my favorite podcast. <laughs> like no offense to anyone else I've interviewed, but this one is just like, like it's just just full of lovely, beautiful content. That's so nice that you can say about your family. Like, yeah, it was a bad time, but now you're reconnecting and that you're growing together as a family. Like, because you are 28, it's so easy. I think that when we leave home, we forget about it and we're like, oh, okay, we'll get off. But it's not to be, to say that it's just beautiful. Oh my God, Kevin, thank you so much. Um, uh, is there anything that you want to advertise? Like, um, watch Instagram. At Kevin. Yeah, I uh, watch uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin underscore Bruins. Bruins, okay, perfect. And um, your business, is it, have you got a website or anything? Yeah. Yeah, Digital Unify. Digitalunify.com. Okay, um, guys, if you've loved this episode, please email me at amy at quarterlifecrazy.com or get me on Instagram. It's now changed to Quarter Life Amy. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear from you and I'm sure Kevin will too. Have a great time. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Have a great time. Don't know where they're going, but I mean, yeah, have a great day. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs>